You're listening to Serious Business with Andy Audate. Serious talk on business, marketing, and finance to win in this new economy. In this podcast, every single day, Andy Audate reveals cutting-edge strategies, technologies, techniques, and solutions to exponentially grow your business in the new economy. Today, man, I'm so excited today. Why? Because I have Hannah Hornstein on the Progression Show today. So what we're going to be talking about on, we're going to take a deep dive into Hannah's mind, her story, her why, and where, we're going, where she's going next. Hannah, thank you for, for being on the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, amazingly amazing today. Amazingly amazing. So let's, let's dive right into it. What I've seen online, what I've seen in, in being connected with you is the successes that you've created. And even right now, as we're doing the show, you're, you're on the phone, you're constantly keeping it moving. You're constantly moving forward. Let's take a deep dive. And what are you up to nowadays, Hannah, in your business and in your life? Um, well, you know, I've been, uh, I've been in the same line of work, same business for 20 years, but, uh, I gotta tell you right now, I think that our industry is just like blown up and, uh, I've never seen it this good. So I'm just more motivated than I've ever been more fired up, working harder than I have probably ever. And you know, what's funny is that when you, when you need it the least, you want to work the hardest, right? So, um, yeah, I'm just super excited to uh, to really take this to a whole new level right now. A whole new level. So you represent a company called Virtuity. Share with me your, your vision. Now you lead the organization. You have over 400 people in your company, in your organization that's active. And then you have a uh, how many other people that are, that are completely throughout the whole organization? How many people are in this organization? So we've got a, um, close to 300 people that are licensed, um, probably about 400 people um, overall in the organization. Um, but yeah, about close to 300 that are licensed right now, um, mostly in California, but right now we're growing all over the country. That's amazing. That's phenomenal. Now, what does it take for a leader to be able to create an organization where you convince and work with and partnered up with over 400 people? So it starts, it starts with you. You know, it starts with you really knowing what it is that you want. And, um, you know, they say the word sell out. You have to really sell out. You have to have like a focused vision. So for me, when I first got into the industry, when I got in the business, I didn't know what I wanted. You know, I knew I wanted to make more money. I knew that, you know, this was going to be um, a decent industry for me at first. But after a while, I, you know, I started to kind of take a look at the system that was in place that the company had been running on and I saw what others were able to do here. And I think for me, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I saw other people winning and other people building something. And so it came down to if they can do it, so could I you know? And so it's like in anything else, right? And that's how people beat records. It's like that person was able to do this. So could I, if that person could, you know, win this or win that, you know, so could I. So my vision just kind of kept getting stretched bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, and now it's so big that, you know, <laughs> I could barely even describe it. It's so big. So that's, that's kind of how it starts. So just with you, you know, you getting some clarity and you knowing what you want, and, um, and then selling that vision to the people that are around you. So it could literally be myself and one other person that has a, you know, a big vision as well. And from there, 
you could end up with hundreds and even thousands of people, but it, it just takes a leader with vision and, you know, basically you can, you can build a big, a team as big as you want. Yeah, that truly excites me. You know, sharing, when you share with me your vision that we were at, um, like a football stadium or something like that. And you, you were sharing with me that your vision is to grow your team to be 40,000 wide. And there I, you go. Good memory. And, and I remember saying when I, 40,000 wide, I mean, damn, like, and you're at 400 now. So, so that just means that there's a huge opportunity. It's kind of like if I get in, in the beginning of Apple and they're like, hey, our vision is to become a trillion dollar company. But right now we just yeah. have, you know, the personal computer right now. And, and we got to, you know, we want to expand to cell phones and we want to expand to tablets. I'm like, yo, man, like, we want to get in early. So that's that's that, that's a hundred percent fact. Where I, what I experienced was that where you experienced you shared your vision. Now take take us back before this company, before you being um, in this organization. Take us back before then. What were you up to? <laughs> so you know, um, I joined the business at twenty two, but um, before that I was in school. But while I was in school, I went out there and, and got some some jobs, like most people. And I think I got a little bit lucky in that, in that respect that I had to go work. So I was able to experience, you know, I guess you could call it working for somebody else. And I realized really early on, I did not like that. I didn't want to be told to get to work at nine and leave by five or take a lunch break at this time. Or, you know, I just didn't like that. I didn't like being told I couldn't use the phone during the day to, you know, call my parents and check in with them. Like, you know, when you're at a job, like someone's literally over you watching what you're doing every second. Right, right. So, you know, I just, I didn't like that. And, um, I didn't like being told to do things I didn't want to do. Like one job in particular, I went to go get a job at the juice club, you know, uh, like a Jamba juice. And they're like, okay, you know, day's over. Now you got to mop the floors. I was like, I didn't sign up to mop the floors. (laughs) And so just things like that, where, you know, I just, I didn't want to be told what to do. So, um, I ended up getting into the real estate business because I wanted to be self-employed and I thought that real estate was going to be the best answer. And, um, and truth be told, I loved real estate. I still keep my real estate license till this day because that was something I was passionate about. I was very passionate about houses. My parents were in real estate, but I learned early on that when you sell a house, you get paid one time. Mm-hmm. And it takes all of your effort to get that deal done. And by the time it's closed, you're drained. And now you're looking for the next client. And I was like, one of those, th- you know, one of those things where it was like feast and famine, feast and famine. And I got tired of that. And I moved from real estate to mortgage because there were more people that needed, you know, a refinance than people that needed to buy a home at the time. So with mortgages, there was more activity, there was more income, but it was that same you know, commission high that I was chasing. And that was not, you know, that was not good. It was like up, down, up, down. And the meanwhile, I was living on credit cards. So, you know, I looked like I was doing well, you know, I went out and bought myself a BMW and, you know, like I looked like I was succeeding, but I wasn't, I was dying in credit card debt. And so when I found this company, um, I didn't understand really what it was, but the, the guy that was mentoring me what he said to me was, you know, he said three things. He said, in the real estate mortgage industry, every time you help a client, how many times do you get paid? I said, once. He says, oh, there's no residual income. And I had never even heard that word before. Yeah. You know, how many jobs or how many careers 
do people talk about residual income? Today, it's more of a thing, but 20 years ago, no one knew what that was unless you were an actor. So to me, you know, it was like, okay, tell me more about that residual income. And then the second thing was I was an agent working for a broker. And so for me, it was like the broker controlled the office, the broker, you know, had all of the glory. We were just the agents running around looking for clients. He says, well, who do you want to be the agent or the broker? So I was like, well, of course I want to be the broker, but how am I ever going to own a company like this? He says, well, you need to have someone who's going to mentor you and train you to do that. There has to be a system in place. So that was like, okay, check. And then number three, how many people today need to buy or sell a home or refi a house? And it was like, I was struggling. So not that many. He says, well, how many people want to get out of debt? How many people want to save more money for retirement? How many people want to pay less in taxes? You know, how many people want to save money for their children's college education? I was like, everybody. He says, there you go. So you want to be in a business that has a greater need where almost everybody needs your help. You want to be in a business where you can, if you're going to work hard, you're building something that you could pass on to your family. You want to build a legacy you know, generational wealth, not just an income, not just commissions. Now tell me the, tell me the, the, the mindset. Cause, cause I've, I, I've had many mentors in, in my, my, my upbringing that some are following um, systems that have already been built before them. So my first mentor uh, ran a, a um, franchise. So he didn't build a company. He didn't build the systems. He just built the company, built the, built the organization that ran with that franchise. And then I have another mentor who took a product and had to build a system around it to sell and service that product and market that product. He had to build multiple systems. So you got the franchise route or, or the, the route of having a system and walking into one and building an organization around it and then having to build the organization around the system that you created, the difference in the business. Tell me the, the, the difference and why you chose to go with one that's already a system ties. So that's a great, great question, Andy. And I love how you think you're just, you're so brilliant. Um, so franchising, first of all, I want you to know, and you're super young franchising when it first came out, you know, that was like a dirty word, right? Nobody wanted to be part of a franchise. That was like, that was not a good thing. People wanted to create their own businesses. So that was not, that was not the route you wanted to go. So when Ray Kroc, um, was, you know, basically bringing McDonald's out to the public, you know, he had to go and like beg people to go start their McDonald's operations. Mm. So today, you know what it takes to open a McDonald's, right? You have to have like millions of dollars. You have to have the ability to open more than just one and people stand in line to go get a McDonald's. Same thing with a lot of different franchises. So the difference is that in order to really get in with a very, very good one, you have to have money. You have to have a lot of money to, to buy that franchise. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, there's not a lot of franchises, at least not that I know of, that you can come in with no experience, no money, and literally just, you know, have someone come in and mentor you and, and teach you how to, how to build something. So in our business model, for less than $500, you're in business. And on your first transaction, you're in the, you're in the positive, you know? Mm. So I literally had a girl that we just brought on board. And, you know, she, uh, it's funny when she first looked at our business model, she was super skeptical. She's like, gosh, I don't know about this. You know, like, why wouldn't I just go? Um, 
I was like, well, let's, let's give it a shot. Just get your license and let's see how this goes. And so she spent the, you know, close to four or $500 to get her license and her first Hello. Yeah. So on her first transaction, she literally was able to, to earn about $5,000, you know? So how many business models can you start for less than $500 and like 10 exit on your first transaction? So you can't do that in a franchise model. Yeah. So this just gives people access. You know what I mean? So we're able to help anybody from any walks of life, you know, as long as they have a clean background and they're willing to like work, you know, Ed Milet talks about desire and he says, I will take someone with desire any day over someone with talent, right? Mm -hmm. Desire will trump talent. So our business model, we have a system laid out and we are, we are willing to like go all in and mentor people. So when someone joins our organization, I don't get any of the money that they pay to get in the licensing. I don't get any of their sign-up fees. So for me, it's an investment of my time. It's 100% of my effort and my time when I'm working with someone in the, on the front end. But I know that that investment of my time could end up earning me hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, if I invest my time in the right person. So it's, with franchise, it's an investment of your money into a system that's proven and hopefully, cause it's not guaranteed. Nothing's ever guaranteed. I've seen people put money into franchises and then realize that they don't like it and they're not making the kind of money that they thought. They have to walk away with a total loss right, right, right. In, our, in our business. If someone wants to get started, they get their license and they don't like it. They can walk away and they still have their license, but they haven't lost money. They may have just lost time. Well, you and I have talked about the the conversation, how many conversations you've started and, and how many people you've invested your time with over the years. And it's in the thousands. To build an organization of 300 people who are licensed and 100 people, uh, 400 people in the organization, it's in the thousands you've connected with and, and collaborated with. How, by this point in time, how do you determine who to invest, to invest your time with and who who to invest your time in and who not to? What characteristics does a person who you want to invest your time with have? What, what do they have besides desire? <laughs> Great. You're, you're, you're spot on. So yes, number one is desire, but second of all, they have to be coachable. So, you know, what we know is that there is a proven business model. So here's the challenge. So when you go and you purchase a franchise and you take a quarter million or a half a million or a million dollars of your money, and you put it down to buy the franchise, you're going to come in and you're going to follow the system to a T because you've got your money down on the line. Right. So in our business, because we're not asking people to come in with money, they're going to come in and we're going to say, okay, Andy, I want you to do X, Y, Z. And you're going to say, why? I don't want to do that. You know, I don't feel like doing that. And so because you're not coming in with money, you're going to challenge me on almost anything I tell you to do. And you're going to want to do it your own way. So now I know from 20 years in this business, if you go do it in your own way, it's probably not going to work because if there was a better way to do it, if there was someone that has ever come into the organization in the last 20 years or 30 years that figured out a better way to do it, then they would tell us and they would say, Hey, we're going to change the system because this way works better. But so far, you know, cause we're, we're, we're a company that's like a big team and you know, we all, we're all giving back. We're all trying to help others because we know that there's plenty to go around. And what we know is that this way works. So 
if I'm going to, if I'm going to coach you, I want to know that you're, you're coachable, that you want to learn. So if I say, Andy, we're going to go do this. And you're like, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm going to just wait until this happens or that happens. You're going to just waste my time. So in the past, and this was a mistake that I made. This is a big lesson for anybody that's listening carefully. I'm going to give you guys this. This is gold. Okay. I have had the, um, tendency when I meet someone who's uncoachable to try to fix them. <laughs> Let mm. me see if I can help them. Let me see if I can, you know, take my time to make them understand. And one of my great mentors said to me, Hannah, you might be able to get there with them. You might be able to change their mindset over the next couple of years because something in their life will change to where they realize that they do need this opportunity. But by the time you get there with them, I'll have a thousand people in my organization because I'm looking for the coachable and the committed. I don't work with potential. I work with coachable and committed. So I think that that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned and where I would be 10 times, 20 times, a hundred times uh, bigger today had I just been very, uh, you know, unemotional. Like when we meet people, we're like, that guy's a stud. That guy's a winner. You can't pick your winners. You mm -hmm. can't because everyone comes in saying the same thing. Everyone comes in and says, Hannah, I want to win. Hannah, I'm your next guy. Hannah, I'm your next girl. They all say it. They all say, you know, I'm going to be the biggest and best in your organization. You know, I'm next. I'm next. They all say it. Every single one. Like if you literally were like shining a camera on every interview I do, you know, it's I'm next. I'm it. And then you literally say, okay, I want you to go do X. And they're like, but I don't want to do that. Is there any key... Uh is there any key determining factor that could really support and and it's like a commonality in finding in between all the winners? Like I'll give you an example in my organization and the organizations that I've led, I realize that the people who come in and really thrive are the people at the orient at the interview process where they ask me a bunch of questions about the organization, about what they're gonna be doing, versus the person who comes in and is like, Hey, I'll just do it, I'll just do whatever you want me to do. Um, just that does that difference between the two people, I can see that this person typically in my experience so far has been that they're the winners. Now, in your experience, is there any key determining factor that allows you to determine who's going to be a winner or is it still really based off just off the cuff based on act activity after you're in the organization? Yeah. So for me, I know that. So when I, when I'm, when I start working with someone, I have to get them results fast. I have to be able to show them results. So in order for me to show them results, they have to work with me. So if they're not willing, if they're busy, if they can't, if they can't come in and they cancel, you know, meeting after meeting and they're not willing to put forth any effort, I can't get them results. So, you know, to me, whether they're asking questions or whether they're not, you know, I'm happy to answer questions and, you know, I'm happy when people are like a sponge and they want to learn and they want to know. But to me, I've also found that I've spent a lot of time answering questions and then those people walk away later. Whereas the person who's like, Hannah, I trust you. Hannah, I don't have anybody else right now investing their time into helping me grow into the business person I want to be. So, I mean, in all honesty, I would, it's not about asking questions it's about let's go. Like, let's take, let's take action now. So I think that the people that are willing to take action 
that are willing to like run with it, they're going to grow while the other person's asking questions and asking questions. And five, 10, 15 years later, they're still asking questions. And then they're like, Hey, how did that guy get to 50, 60, 70 people on his team? And I'm still at one. And you're like, well, because you're still asking questions, you know, you still don't trust the process. So I think that, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to jump in just because you haven't put in a quarter million or half a million dollars, you know, if you're, if this is where you've made a commitment, this is what you said you're going to do, then go out and do it. And if your mentor is telling you, Hey, look, if you want to win, these are the things you need to do. then you have to trust that that process is going to work, you know? So I think that's, that is the most important thing. That's phenomenal. So what do you have to share to the world now to let them know what's next for Hannah Hornstein? Well, (laughs) I'm looking for those coachable committed people that want to win because I have never, ever, ever been more motivated, more hungry. And, you know, I'm serious. I want to take our organization of 40,000 people from 400. So, you know, and Andy, I know you and I are going to do that together. We've got a big plan with Yumi and Nas and we're going to blow this thing up. So, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm serious. You know, I'm, I'm willing to go all in with, you know, the, the right people. So if anyone here is listening and they want to build something, they want to be part of something, yeah, while while she's um while Hannah's um unmuting her phone, I, I do want to let the, the listeners know that I did join Hannah's organization. Why? Because I realized that even in my organization, in my business, that I had the mindset of of winning, but similar to what she said about the uh, real estate uh, real estate business, that it was like one transaction after another. And I thought about it over the course of my life, like what do I want to create by the time I'm forty? Um, most of, most of the people in my phone book are between the age of 30 and above. And so everyone's older than me, majority of the people older than me. And I see their life and I say, what do I want to create between now that I'm 25 and 40? So I joined Hannah's organization. So uh, I'm excited to share and announce that Hannah and I have a mentoring program. So if you're interested in being part of uh, our mentoring program, shoot a text message to 323-673-8876, 673-8876 and just type in the word the letters WFG to 323-673-8876 and you can I'll share with you the details about joining our mentoring program. So uh Hannah, share with me your 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 vision now about what you want to accomplish and who you're looking to work with, the type of person you're looking to work with. So someone's got high desire, someone that's coachable, like I said, someone's committed, someone who wants to grow something big, someone who wants to create that generational wealth for their family. And, you know, someone who, someone who's just hungry, like, you know, I mean, if they were in real estate sales, if they were mortgage, um, if they were, if they've been in health insurance, if they've been in property casualty, even if they've been in the financial services industry, but they've been with the wrong company, they've been with a captive organization, you know, or maybe you just don't like your job anymore. Maybe you just don't want to be told what to do anymore and you want to have something of your own, you know, but, um, I want, I want someone who wants to run with us. I want someone the next, you know, three to five years, we're going to go absolutely bananas. And you know, we're looking for, we're fucking going. We're fucking, when you text me WFG, that means we're fucking going. We're moving forward. (laughs) So when you text me, so I, so I know that you're on the same page as you're on the same page with me. <laughs> we moving forward. I just posted on Instagram. One of my teammates has posted, created a little, a little thing. I said, keep it moving. 
So if you've ever been in a challenging situation, you've ever been in a challenging situation, like you gotta be part of this mentoring program uh, with Hannah and I. Hannah has been uh, mentoring me and working with me, and we've been growing, like my mindset has grown to a whole <laughs> other level. I'm, I'm talking about national presence and, and national footprint. So, so how does a 25 year old go, uh, how does a, a, a 21 year old go from the hood to living in California to doing well, um, mentoring and working with multimillionaires? How is because I'm in the circle. So if you want to get in the circle, 323-673-8876, text me WFG and we'll share with you the process. And let's fucking go. We fucking go and move forward. <laughs> and what, what is the last, one of the last things that you want to share with the audience before we get out? Um, well, I can honestly say from working with you, Andy, just for the last couple of months that you are fire and you are going to be huge. And I think anybody that jumps onto this boat right now, they're, you know, they're going to go, they're going to go far. So, you know, I'm, I'm fired up and I know we've got some big plans. I've been blowing up your phone like <laughs> 10 times a day. So, um, you know, this, this is going to be an exciting ride and I cannot wait to hear, you know, who's, uh, who's coming with us, literally who's coming with us. 323-673-8876 WFG text me right now 323-673-8876 text me the letters WFG because we fucking going thank you so much Hannah for the opportunity to, to, to dig, dig, dig in your mind thank you I hate